that minute now under the shorts heading in YouTube got put out by the, by the algorithm itself. I'm worried that uh, having your own independent opinion is not going to be allowed in the future. It's very important to keep on challenging uh, and, be, and be that wild spirit that's kind of going, why, why? In the room, 52 Jokers Wild. So here we are again. It's another Friday and it's in the room with George and Garvin, hopefully. And today we have another guest with us. It's uh, Rianne Lanigan, who is also a podcaster into marketing and training, I believe, as well. And uh, we're basically, we're on a similar sort of journey, I think, in trying to, for us, develop our audience. And uh, we're, we're these blind men just going through the universe, trying to work out how everything works out. But we kind of get an idea that, Rianne, you know a little bit more about this. Tell us a little bit more. How did you get started? Why are you doing what you're doing? And what are your plans at this point with your podcast? Yeah, so um, originally what got me started on the podcast was a uh, part of an organiza- organization called Sandler Training. And in that, there's a program called uh, organizational oh, Leadership for Organizational Excellence. It's 13 blind spots that can hold back an otherwise healthy business. So we typically work with sales leaders in the tech space. And one, what I wanted to see was their... Uh, an appetite for a program for business leaders, CEOs in Ireland as the the virus had hit. So I started the podcast with the objective of getting the attention of business owners and bringing them on and going, picking three or four of the blind spots that they had kind of worked out and overcome themselves and talking about their kind of lessons, challenges, pivotal moments. Um, And that was the first seven or eight episodes. And then um, I didn't really enjoy the podcast all too much when I was doing that. I had one podcast left on the agenda to record and it was with a friend in the US. Uh, he is in Washington and I didn't do any prep for it. I just said, heck, I'll just go on and talk and, and we'll go back and forth. And I enjoyed that podcast more than any other podcast I've recorded. He subsequently told me that it was a great podcast and I had a knack for talking and getting good details out of people. So I got a buzz off that, which then led me to uh, filling my calendar with a podcast and then sitting down and going, right, where do I want the podcast to go? What do I want it to be? And we've been working it out and changing and aiming for that that uh, North Star since. You're talking about uh, um, the blind spots. I'm, I'm actually currently doing a counseling course because I can see that there's a there's a need to help uh, other people but the great thing about the the counseling course is this sense of that you don't have to solve their problems you're just helping them work out their blind spots so they can come up with a solution themselves is is that roughly where you, well tell us a little bit about, about your process then is that is that is that what you're that's hoping it. to try and do can is that yeah yeah that's it so it's um it's it's essentially the individual themselves does the work and you kind of just guide them through the process. What you're reminding me of is like, I think we started off in a similar motion thinking we're going to go on a journey of a startup and lockdown and two shows in we're going, actually, it's not that at all. It's a pub conversation. It's about life, universe, everything. It's, it's us as individuals, you know, it just happens if you think of Tony Robbins, that one of the one of your five projects is the business, another one is your health, one is your wealth, one is your family. So there's a bunch of parallel things going on. And you know, we're not in business for business sake, we're in business for life's sake, for to have that, you know, to to, to get enough 
money to pay the basic bills. Then the next step is, that's just a job. You know, do we want to make a difference in life? And we're, so we've suddenly realized we've gone 30 years into, you know, careers and this, that, the other. We backed out a bit in the last couple of years, just as the pandemic hit. And we decided this is a passion project. This time around is for us. It'd be nice if we can monetize it. We believe we can based on our expertises, but at the same time, we've got, as you touched on it there, you've got to enjoy it. You don't go to the pub not to enjoy the conversation. You're going. You're not going to structure it so that if that it's too controlled. You want to see where it goes. You have a fair idea what the subjects might be, but you want to be there. You want to have a good conversation. If it's Dale Carnegie, or I don't know, there's a bunch of Carnegies out there. It's make friends and influence people, and that's we were. I think we're coming from. We don't. We know business will pop up in the podcast. We know life coaching will pop up, mentoring will pop up, and stories most of all should pop up from the guests and ourselves to go because people want to know about the personalities, about the realism. How can he associate? So the good thing you said just the very very beginning was you done the functional, and a few in you suddenly went. I have to be me. I've got to be myself. I've got to enjoy this. And if I enjoy it, they might. So what do you think? Is that the sort of where you're at? Yeah, and it was really um, looking at where I want to take it and working backwards from there ultimately led me to that and uh, keeping in mind, uh, is there potential for a book 12 months down the line? Okay, if there is, how do I structure the questions that happen between now and 12 months down the line so that if I do want a book, I can have one? There's a lot of mirroring going on here. <laughs> yeah, there certainly is. We, what happened with us was we started looking at uh, Julian Cameron's The Artist Way, and she was saying, look, write a journal every day. Just spend in the morning pages, yeah. just write three, three pages. Don't worry about what you put in it. And my sister started it, and she just went, write three pages, write three pages, because she didn't know what else to say in it. I'm now on week 52 of that journal of writing three pages. I've kept it going. I now have, uh, I'm onto my sixth volume of writing it. And it's just things that happen. And what you suddenly realize is that we've all been on this amazing journey. Uh, You know, it's like uh, we've seen the the pandemic. We've seen uh, a nutty uh, uh, president being kicked out of his office and somebody else coming in. Uh, we're seeing all these crazy things happening in the world and we're, I'm just journaling it. I'm just adding it into it. But what we're also finding is that where it's, it's kind of firing us up as we get started in the morning, it gets mm. us thinking about things. Um, and what, what we find is that it can lead on to certain things that we could start discussing in our programs or, or anything else that we're doing. And it, it also tells you, you've got to take time out to go and do to chill away from the things that you want to do, to shut down that chitter chatter box that you have inside your head that's telling you that you're no good, you, you want to give up and you overthink. And I was, I was working on some artwork the other day where, where we produce little animated characters and things. And I, I sat and went, oh, I'm, I'm wasting my time. Is this? And I went, shut up, just do it. <laughs> and now I'm actually enjoying the process because I'm I put on some records. I got some old vinyls and just put them on and was just chilling out in front of the computer, drawing these characters. And I'm nearly done. I'm, it, you know, in the next few days, I'm hoping that this animated character will start to animate with a voice. You'll see it's, it's nice. actually a Garvin. So you'll get to see it. And I've got, we've, you know, you've got to push forward on some of those things that may take a little bit longer yeah. and you're investing more time into it. 
but there is a value if you, if you make it look really good at the end and other people then start to watch things more, I think. And it's, again, it's, I, we're interested in different stories and we're trying to yep. find what it is that will generate those. And, and I'm, I write essays all the time, so I'm kind of structured them. I, I've been an editor throughout my career in editing television programs. And so I've kind of got into this way of writing a story. So you tend to just do your body text first, and then you work out your introduction conclusion once you've actually finished, you know. But the, th the key thing is, is not to overthink the writing stage at this stage, just start writing, get into the habit of writing the same way that you are with your, with your podcasts. And then even just review the podcast and maybe capture some of the audio, some of the discussion that's going on is little snippets that you can then package together in a certain way and make links to tell the story that you want to do. And you'll probably find, as we found, the seven, every half hour episode that we do, there's about 7,000 words in the text <laughs> and it a covers a broad range of, of, of information. And we just use words to transcribe. I wrote three words on the board over here and an awful, I, did, I wrote an awful lot a year ago when we started podcasting and everything actually from writing it self-fulfilled, you know, 70 shows and we're in the makings. Of the, well, one of those shows was called The Story of You, which is actually the story of us, the story of you. You know, the only reason we're on this planet is our story, our family, our life. Business yep. is just part of that story. But I mean, you've got to be interested in the story of you. Otherwise, you're not in the job you want. You're, you're not doing the things you want to do. You're not going on holidays to the place you want to visit. So we wrote down literally last week, book, screenplay, film, in that order. Yep. And, uh, and, we're, and we're, that's the next self-fulfilling prophecy for the year to come. And we have the makings of one book being, we've done 52 shows. And in those shows, we know there's life and business coaching. Literally, we're going to mine it and turn it into this self-help, self-coaching, self-motivation book. It just happens to be our story, us motivating ourselves in a startup. But the next one George is saying is, we're in the, the business of film. So we're going to write the film of the process and the, the little hiccups along the way. And, the, and it could be like the, the film, like uh, Jack Black, where it's the, the, yeah, the yeah. film of, of the music school. It's, it's what do you want to self-fulfill in the next year? Yeah, and that's what in business planning, it's the same thing. It's what does the successful business look like? Let's work back from it. What do I need to be doing now to get there? So the great thing when we were chit-chatting chit last uh, week was you're saying, I'm going to do 100 episodes. I'm going to do seven a week. I'm going to do them back to back. I'm going to give it three months of all I can to give it the kickstart it needs, but I have to enjoy it. I, yeah. It has to be something you want to do. Otherwise, this, you're using up the story of you, your life on something which you have to know why you're doing it. And the great thing is you've got a plan and you're, you're implementing it. We're, we're yep. figuring it out in reverse nearly. <laughs> so, something, I don't know if you can see that on your screen. Yeah, there's, uh, I'll, put, uh, I'll put it up so you can actually see it later on, but it's called, uh, this is Save the Cat. And, and the, this is the second book, but the first book is the one to actually look at. And I'll, I'll get an image of that by a guy called Blake Snyder. And what's interesting is he sets out, um, the premise that there are 15 segments in a, in a film. Uh, Walt Disney's crowd came up with the same kind of idea. And it shows you all these different points. So if you, if you sort of plan out on your, where your pages are and you hit those points within a three-act play, you'll find that you'll have a really en engaging and entertaining story. Now, we, we've, we've basically used a timeline in a mind map software called Simple Maps, I think it was. 
And we've actually sketched out this whole timeline of what's been happening to us over the last couple of years and putting those key points in and then adding about uh, Blake, Blake Snyder talks about uh, having about 45 different little segments in there that you then write about. If you break the whole thing down in that way, then all you're worrying about is writing what can fill in that bit just here or what yeah. can fill in that little piece there. And then you're not having to worry about this massive book that could be 260 pages, you know, 68,000 words or whatever you want to actually write it for. And I think breaking things down into those small component parts, and I'm sure that's what you do with your, with your courses. Tell us a little bit about the courses. How, how, how would they work? How could you see that working in the story structure that you're, you're planning yourself at this point? That's an open question. Um, that's a difficult one to answer. I mean, there are two different things here. The the courses and the podcast are completely separate. So I can answer for the podcast, if that makes it a little easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah go with that. The podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, well, you you referenced that every, what, hour you guys record, you get seven seven snippets? Yeah, we, we get about seven. Yeah, we can do, yeah, yeah. yeah. Out of every we do, we half do an hour to program. 40 minutes and we mine it for three three snippets of uh, two minutes, you might as well say. There could be a lot more in there potentially, but we're saying, look, you go mining for diamonds and gold. There might be a lot more in there. There's enough because you want to get them to jump from that to the show, to the bigger. The, 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 this is a fly fishing. You want them to move to the bigger uh, show and subscribe or that. But for LinkedIn's and for Facebook's, you know, two minutes is actually too much. Actually, what we found today, very, very interesting, is <laughs> we done a posting five days ago, and it was a minute. And that was a very rare something for us. We don't stop talking. Ours is an average two to three minutes. That minute now under the shorts heading in YouTube got put out by the, by the algorithm itself and got our highest views on YouTube for the, because it was just under a minute. Nothing to do with what was in it. Nothing to do with any tag words we put in purely based on the algorithm in YouTube now wants to push shorts. Now, the under a minute for reels on Instagram, we found none of our stuff fits on Instagram, even if we're not there, we've no choice because we everything is two minutes. So we've got to slice everything down to less than a minute to, get, to even have a choice of being on Instagram and TikTok. I, I think you might get away with a minute on TikTok and that's something we might investigate as well. So the weird thing is all the algorithms now are saying, can you bring it to a minute? Can you put something of value in that minute and make it be interesting, educational, informative, but do not sell. And LinkedIn particularly likes that as well in the sense of your hold times are normally 20 seconds. And it, very rare does anyone actually, you know, press play and hold on. So I, your statistics might be better than theirs, but normally they're going, what the hell, what, what's the rubbish you're talking about today? We'll have a quick look, ask <laughs> more shite, move on. So we don't have that. We're not worried about what's in the content for the moment. We're more interested in the algorithm to be consistently turning up fit the algorithm and then in and get brand recognition for being there consistently with a peer group and then in time reel them in if, the, if, if what you have and the great thing about your shows as well is not time dependent it's that's a founder that's a CEO there's something interesting to say that's a great thing it's not it won't hopefully won't age and that's what we're hoping to do as well so it, it no I don't know if I, I didn't I think I lost my track of thought there other than the sense of there's three three pieces, but you got to now be very, very mindful of which platform in order to fit and it be a meaningful piece, if that makes sense. I've always found it difficult to agree with people when they, uh, I'll give you a scenario. Someone will say, I like your podcast, but um, 
can we cut it to 25 minutes because I don't think people listen to podcasts longer than 25 minutes. And there's a great example of, well, Joe Rogan, one of the biggest podcasts in the world. He has three hour long podcasts. So how do you know what the right uh, length of a podcast is? Uh, So ultimately to me, where I decided or how I decided to promote the podcast was I looked at, well, who do I want? What audience do I want to build? Who do I want listening to the podcast? And, and then, okay, for example, let's say it's small business owners. Okay, well, where are, if I can break it down further, I will, but let just for this example, we'll leave that. Uh, okay, where do they hang out online? What platforms, social media sites do they use? Do they use Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn? Okay, it's LinkedIn. Okay, so um, I've got a podcast and I'm going to use LinkedIn as one of the main engines to take yeah. people from LinkedIn to listen to the podcast to build brand awareness on LinkedIn to position myself as you know, uh, a thought leader or a or bearer of news or media. So, uh, well, I can't post a full 45-minute or 60-minute clip exactly. on LinkedIn because they won't let me do that. You're limited to 10 minutes. Well, let's play around and test different things. I've got a, as you referenced, you got, you know, you aim for a certain amount of snippets. Well, in my 40-minute podcast, sometimes it's an hour, depending on what we talk about. I'll try and find three, four good snippets that are two, three minutes in length and take them and put them up and, tag the person and if it gets picked up and it, it gains some traction great more people view it that helps me build my following that shows the ego of both me and the guest but also then it drives more people and more awareness to my podcast and if each snippet i put out can bring 10 new followers to the podcast then that's going to help out the podcast in the rankings and the higher up in the rankings i am the more visible i am if i'm you don't want to be sitting in the top 50. You want to be sitting in kind of the top 10 to get noticed at all in the rankings. So mm-hmm. um, it all just, it ultimately you strip everything back and work out who, what audience am I trying to attract? And when I know what audience I'm trying to attract, wait, where do they spend time? I don't have to be loyal to, to LinkedIn for life. I just have to be loyal while, while the attention of the people I want to get is there. If it, if it moves to like, Here's a great one. I, I, I was in university several years ago. And at the time, uh, Snapchat was the place to be, the, 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 the social platform of choice. If you were to try to get someone's attention of that demographic now, you're probably going to have to be on TikTok. They'll laugh at you if you're on Snapchat. If you look at Facebook, um, when I was younger, Bebo and Facebook were the place to be. Whereas now, if you're on Facebook, you're considered old, ancient. Yeah. That's a great, I love what you're saying because that literally in the last year, we're coming from operations. I, I was, I'm a chartered accountant by trade and profession. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I didn't have to go out looking for, I'm more in business intelligence, working for telcos. I'm a subject matter expertise. Now I've given all that up. I'm now a produ- like an executive producer in film making a training academy that, and in this po- co-host on a podcast. And we just stick to that. But now you're saying we're not, I'm not used to the language of, What's my demographic? What's my psychographic? You know, which platform should I be on? George is an editor and like, you know, filmmaker 20 years and we're operations. Now, all of a sudden, we've got to be business development, sales and marketing if we're a two-man team and we're running the business. And, and that's where you're suddenly going, what the hell is going on? 
TikTok, Snapchat, WhatsApp. You know, I mean, 15 ways of talking to George, and he doesn't listen anyway. Any which way I talk to him, he doesn't. I, we're trying to, we're spending more time trying to. Find I'm the one that listens, Calvin. You're the one that doesn't. You're the only one that listens. <laughs> but the great thing about what you said is, it took us a couple of months when we were starting this process to realize exactly what you said. We cannot. We don't understand. We've only got limited time, limited resources. Yeah. Where should we be at a minimum? LinkedIn, and because we're the decision makers, we're looking to court our peer group, not necessarily the customer at the moment, and particularly in the podcast space. We know who we're connected to, know where they are, and we're not selling. We're looking to be recognized and considered and make people aware, and that's enough. I post on Facebook, just to go through the motions and go, YouTube, there's a billion people, six billion people on the planet. None of them are going to be our customers, necessarily. It has to be how close to you do you need to be to talk to your potential revenue generating customer. The great thing you said was, if you're trying to monetize your podcast, then it then they're further out and it's the podcast becomes important, the subject matter becomes important. Whereas if you're trying to sell a product of a physical item or a service close in, you have to deliver it. It's a, then you're going, how to, you know, the, the algorithms are a nightmare for people. They've all changed in the last week. Facebook, all of them. And now you're putting your, you can put a budget for pay-per-click. You can put a budget for it. And you, actually, I'll give an example. A friend of mine said he, he got a call from, I don't know if it was YouTube or Facebook during the week. He says, are you happy with your, with your uh, promotion? He goes, what promotion? He says, well, you've been running for three months. I says, I have. I didn't notice. Now, he was running it, and it turns out he's paying two cents a click. And he says, he's got 1.2 million views. He got, no, he got one like. No customers, no call to action on a tour on, a, on what they said was a targeted program that cost them 3,000 quid for nothing. Then he said, I don't know if any of it was real. My understanding of reality would have been a like, a comment, a share, a, like a yeah. subscribe. But what I got was a bill for 3,000 quid for 1.2 million views that I don't know if any of those people exist. And I'm just yeah. paying for fresh air. Well, well one of the... One of the beauties of, uh, although still a market in its infancy, I reference social, uh, one of the beauties of it is there are people that have climbed to the top of it. Yeah. And they've, they've left a trail behind to kind of, that you can look at and, 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 and see, okay, well, they did that. I should try this. They did that. They failed. But also um, what I found, and it's not only me, there's a couple of others that have noticed is, um, B2C, B2B, B2C's business to consumer, B2B's business to business. Uh, B2C tends to, on the marketing side, be five to seven years ahead of B2B. So it's, okay, well, let's look at the top of B2C out there, influencers, YouTubers, and see what they're doing a couple of years ago and how can I be ahead of the, the curve in B2B so that I I can be the one who who uh, is riding the wave when that particular wave comes in. Um, so you're, you're positioning yourself and your mindset two years from now nearly going, you have to do the work now to be there. Well, I, saw, I saw some of the big, uh, let's say YouTubers, um, maybe two years ago, uh, daily, put out videos daily consistently for two, one, two years in a row. And when I look at the podcasters in my area, um, most of them would have it as a hobby, not their main job. Most of them would probably give up after the seven episodes, but discard them for a second. Most of them would also uh, put out one episode a week. So I said, well, let's just go off those two things alone. How do I differentiate myself? Well, let's go full at it. So now I'm different than part than just as a hobby. And two, 
let's put out daily like the other big YouTubers did. And, you know, uh, Gary Vee is always saying to artists, uh, the more songs you put out, the, the, more, the more chances you put yourself in a position to be lucky, the higher... You know, of a chance. That's that it. You, you buy one you lottery ticket, you have one chance. Yeah. You you will yeah. strike luck. So it's we also got to be strategic and smart at the same time. You can't just put out shit and expect it to turn into gold. Gold. You got to you got to be smart. So you got to work backwards, but also, uh, and it, it is full time putting out a podcast every single day. That's forty five minutes to thirty five minutes because it's not just the 35, 45 minutes. It's the editing. It's the SEO, it's the promotion, it's the finding another guest, it's the researching for the guest. Yeah. Each 40 minute episode. It's a full time job. It is a full time job. Each 40 minute episode with editing, researching, finding, promoting is probably six to eight hours minimum. It's a day. It's a full day. Yeah. Actually, yeah. you don't like this. I have a little, you know, one of these motivational calendars beside me. I just usually flip it at random. And today's one that goes, it takes courage to push yourself to places that you've never been before, to test your limits, to break through barriers. And we're going, you're not a podcaster. We weren't podcasters a year ago. Now we're yeah. going, we're podcasters. We're doing work. We're putting in the, the, the planning. We're putting in the strategizing. We're putting in the energy. We're, we're doing the operations and we're doing the sales, marketing, and business development. And you're, I just said, the important thing there, you says is that's operations. Content then is what becomes imp- important afterwards is the gold. The content, we will get well, better. I'll, I'll, I'll give you this one. A friend of mine recently hit me up and he said, uh, Rian, um, I have a, he has a website and he said, um, in the last three months, I'd like you to guess, he asked me to guess, how many people have downloaded one of the white papers that they have on their website? And I said, Jesus, I don't know. I don't even know what stat to go off here. It's too good. So anyway, it turns out that there was about 700 people in the last three months that had downloaded a white paper. Now I know, and you know, if you ask anyone who reads white papers, very few people actually read the full white paper. It's kind of a gimmicky thing to download, but it, it, it brand recognition, brand familiarity, it helps with all that. In the same span, I've I could have had let's say, just for argument's sake, 750 people also listen to a podcast, but the difference is. I could have had those 750 people listen to me for 45 minutes compared to downloading a white paper. So yeah. I saw the, 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 the There's value, a different value there, total different yeah. value. You know, we're, like- we're finding that um, at the moment we're producing the podcast per week, but out of that, we're then mining the other bits and pieces that we give out on a daily basis. So we now have setting up different channels to do different things at different times to try and build that up and try and see if we can move people to the, the podcast yeah. and see, see how that works as well. Because uh, ours is not, I mean, is yours a podcast and a video blog at the same time? Or is it just uh, an audio podcast that you're doing? Both. You're doing both. You're recording both at the same times. So, yeah, because, I mean, there are technical problems that we've been finding. We record using two cameras at each end, and then we're now capturing the screen of the person that we're interviewing so that we can sort of edit I've, it I've, together. I've heard that, um, assuming you've got all your technology nailed, I've heard that Riverside FM is a is a great piece of software for recording if you're having difficulty because it records from both your end and the participant's end. So if anything happens on the participant's end, you haven't lost yeah. any thing on your end that's called riverside is it riverside.fm because i know that um i mean a couple of colleagues have been talking about uh, an open source package uh for doing multi-camera stuff but that's okay if you've got the multi-camera available to you i'm not sure about different sources of of webcam stuff so that's just some of the technologies that we're we're kind of looking at but again i think the important thing is 
what we're finding is that um, the little pieces become more entertaining because we're in full flow because we're capturing them from the main the main yeah. project and and just getting that that energy level is being built up. It's not just a case of starting and stopping. You can see the energy level building up and we can cut straight into the mid flow part for the whole of that and then find a nice little out. And now we're going to try and do that. So it's just a minute long to go into the different type of platforms. So, so that's, that's quite worthwhile. And again, I think what it is, is just trying to work out what the subjects are that we do. We, we tend to pick a, a subject and just talk it through as we go through. Uh, whereas my background would normally be writing scripts and doing a lot of research and all that. Yeah. But I think if you're constantly reading and watching documentaries and watching other information, you're building up your knowledge base anyway that you can talk about. Actually, if we, if we go left about. field, if we go left field today, George, sorry for cutting across you. Just yeah, no, go on. Let's do it. Let's do it's it. It's made well, it's made a fourth, made a fourth yes. issue. So it's that's today. We're in Star Wars territory. So I mean, are you a Star Wars buff? Have you used oh, the Force? You're gonna hate me. I don't think I've ever watched it before in my life. Are you a Star no, Trek no, fan you instead? Now we don't. I, I don't usually like to watch TV. In fairness, I I uh, I watch a lot of Prime and Netflix whenever I hang out with my girlfriend in the evenings. But uh, for me, it would be a lot of YouTubers what I'd consume. So the last thing yeah. is what we would do is we 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 uh, we like our sci-fi, but it's not the sci-fi. Yeah. It's it's science fact, not science fiction. It's Star Trek territory. You have your mobile phone. You've got your nanotechnology. It's a journey from science fact to science fiction. And we also mentioned Elon Musk will probably have the Enterprise going to Mars and fully you know fully crewed and fully you know staffed you know about five years time. So or Jeff Bezos, our, who knows who's going to win? Yeah, the exactly. It's, it's a, no, that's <laughs> another thing we noticed. When the richest people on the planet are making, you know, plans to exit exit us the planet, there's something up. There's we're we're preferring believers in ancient aliens and conspiracy theory in the sense of, you know, there's something going on. Area 51, they're opening the doors. There's an awful lot more of, uh, you know, techno where, where technology has been released at an exponential rate now in the last 30 years. They're wrecking the reverse engineering a couple of UFOs from Roswell, you know, so. What would your opinion on that be in terms of the tech boom in the last few years? Is there a little bit of alien input or is it just a couple of monkeys with a lucky break? Uh, I think if you believe in any of that stuff, it's nonsense, to be to be frank with you. Um, I think if you look at the four-minute mile, um, that wasn't broken for decades upon decades upon decades. And then, I don't know, was it the 50s or 60s, somebody broke the four-minute mile and then yeah, straight afterwards in the next in the next year, another like 50 people broke it. So I'd use that exact same study for it. Is that not just steroids? <laughs> I don't think it's so. Not, no. it's, I tell you what, it's, it's not aliens for sure. Yeah. <laughs> now, well then what's your opinion on uh, like the likes of the pyramids and the Sphinx going back, you know, a couple of hundred thousand years versus 40,000 years. You know, as I said, we're running around our underpants all like full of hair and we're, we're literally, you know, mapping the stars to gigantic buildings and building them with a toothbrush. You know, in terms of what technology. else did they have to do back then? They didn't have Facebook and Instagram to be going on, did they? <laughs> no, no, they didn't have some of the technologies that we're actually looking at. They, as had, well. a, they had a lot of free time. What would you do with free time? Well, we couldn't do it today. Is the whole point? You know, that, that's insane. We couldn't, you know, uh, you know, align to the stars without an amount of precision. Given the technology available today, you'd have problems going back five thousand. 
that just speaks to it that if if you strip back and go basic, you can achieve it and get more done than if you add nonsense upon nonsense and layer upon layer. Now, do you think we've lost an alien, not an alien civilization, but maybe it was a bit big Noah's flood? What we have was a reset and a loss of ancient civilization and a reset. Therefore, the evidence is gone that they were there because there was flooding, there was like a couple of meteors, volcanic events, ice ages that would have reset. You're going to hate me for this. You're going to hate me for this. Go on, Uh, go on. No, no, but that's the important part of it. That's that's why getting the different views is so important. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Not a believer in any of that stuff. And uh, I would also... Uh, classify myself as an atheist. I know atheist. Well, but that's George good. Be a bit, I'm an agnostic atheist. You know, I'm just playing my head in the bets. You know, just in case you turn up at St. Peter's fucking gate and you go, well, I told you so. Then it's uh, it's no harm. The last I minute, my way in. If it's real, I'll like my way in. Fuck <laughs> well, you better time. have the coins on the eyes, otherwise you haven't got the, the, the couple of bitcoin. I, I have a, man, you know. I have a doctor friend because I'm I'm currently trained to be a, a a deacon in the church. Uh, just that's the journey that I find myself on. But one of my best mates is uh, is a doctor and he's an atheist, but he's already signed up. <laughs> And, and got his his ordination as a, an online atheist, uh, pres- uh, you know, person that could do all those sort of things the same. He says, "Come on, George, I'm waiting for you to come so we can go into business together." <laughs> so it, it is, it's it's fascinating, and I think that's the the key is 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 under, is getting conversations from very very different perspectives, and especially ones that challenge uh, from from the opposite point of view. Because I think that's the only way that you can start to learn and see what the possibilities are. And I think that's that's what's interesting about the journeys that we're finding ourselves on. Uh, because, again, at the end of the day, we don't know. We just have to assume that we, we based on either the, the experiences we've had, the evidence that we're, we're experiencing, um, the science, because I, I very much like the science side of things. I, I don't necessarily understand it all, but... Uh, I think that's that's the key thing is trying to work out why we're here and what can we do and what's blocking us and what you were talking about the blind spots that all your business people were they obviously have blind spots that they can't see and I'm aware that that we've got our blind spots that's preventing us from just seeing what's around the corner and it's well, that that we're danger. trying to work in. There's a danger here and I like that you use uh, don't fit into the category that I'm about to mention but there's a danger with um, wokeness if that's what you call it that. Uh, people Ooh. can't have an opinion and you got to sit on a certain side of the fence whereas it's evidence that uh, you might agree that aliens were a thing but I completely d- disagree and, and, and think that that's absolutely crazy and ludicrous Where, but, but at the same time I'm not saying that you're a bad person or that you should lose your job as a result Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. it's healthy to disagree um, but uh, I'm worried that having your own independent opinion is not going to be allowed in the future. Well, they won't stop me having it, but no, but I think that's, that's something that's very key is critical thinking and understanding what critical thinking is and encouraging people to, to go out and start to analyze what the evidence actually is. Now, whether or not anybody believes in aliens or not, one of the things that's interesting from a media perspective is that we're being pumped a lot of this information. We're also being pumped disinformation about virtually everything. And I think a lot of people are just kind of going, what the hell is going on? How do we get a handle on certain activities so that we can somehow make sense of the world that we're in so we can actually move forward? 
and a lot of the technologies that we're using, although it's great because we communicate, I mean, I've, I'm, you know, we're communicating with you, we're communicating with Garvin in different parts of Ireland. You know, later on today, I'll probably be talking to my son in Canada. Uh, you know, people in Australia, the, the technology has brought us in some cases closer together, but we're now having to go through a screen to, to do this, which is where the science fiction of Star Trek and uh, 2001 was interesting because they showed you ideas back in the 60s of this this sense of a tv screen i mean yeah. the computers that we're using now the the basic designs Incredible. were, were in 1947 they came up with the designs they just hadn't figured out the technology to 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 create and deliver but they knew it was possible and and ever since the basic computer that you buy now out of the box is that same module that they designed back in 1947. I'm going to go one interesting one now because I'm reminded of a show we did earlier on, one of our early shows, and it was called yeah. The Universe, and I was talking about the Fibonacci numbers. And the, the thing is, my, my daughter is very interested in physics, and she had a book here, and I picked up the book, and it was a journey of classic physics, physics to, quant, to quantum physics. And the whole journey of that was meant to disprove the existence of God. And by the end of the book, they said they actually managed to achieve the opposite. They were left with perfect maths and an element of the unknown. And again, the journey started more to prove that this is a construct. The maths is too perfect. Everything down to the, 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 the minuscule and the microscopic and the microscopic is, 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 is replicated and multiplied. And these numbers keep on appearing with precision and exactness everywhere in the universe and on the planet that it was designed. And I am an atheist, an agnostic atheist at that. But the, that was a very interesting book to go. The journey of physics was to disprove. And by the end of it, they put their hands up and says, actually, it's at the proving this other unknown factor exists and we're pro the observer whatever you want to call it because we're on a journey to definition and when we can define everything we've removed the unknown element and every time we got to another microscopic element of it it proved a bigger unknown yeah because i i as a, as a i'm a christian I, I i believe in what i believe and i'm not going to preach about what it is but I'm on a journey to discover why do I believe what I believe? And I know lots of people come up with arguments against it. And I kind of go, but the experiences I'm having kind of still go back and prove what you've just been talking about there in science, which is why I love reading the science, because the more and more I look into the science of things, it seems to be indicating that there is, there's an agent, doesn't matter what you want to call it, that seems to be in somehow organizing us. And it's trying to work out what that is. I'll never know because that's the whole point. But I, I must say that um, I'm actually enjoying the journey that we're on by talking to people and discovering the, the most important thing is to discover why other people believe the opposite to you and how does that fit into the model of the world that you have yourself. And again, why do we have the model that we have ourselves? And that's the reason why I'm interested in the way the media comes across and the way that stories are putting across and the way that organizations tend to come together because it does open up into a broader and broader sort of spectrum. Most people that I do know who are, a lot of people who, who have had a faith as, as children have never questioned their faith. They're still where they were, maybe as old yeah. people in where they are from the very beginning. They've never questioned, they've never challenged what it is. And I feel it's very important to keep on challenging uh, and, be, and be that wild spirit that's kind of going, why, why, the little four-year-old? Actually, the mirror the -year -old. business is a journey for, that's the other side, it's the entrepreneurship, the disruption. Do you, so yep. in other words, every, if, 
you keep on saying there's no more new products, no new services, or you can't do something slightly different. And you're on the journey, and we're on the journey. We made a statement two years ago saying, we're going to go disrupt this particular part of the market in film, microfilm production. We don't know how. We just know the market's demanding to be disrupted and yep. innovation is needed. And it might be an idea, it might be a process, or it might be just an action or personality even. But the, you are on a journey to, to basically create a new personality, <clears throat> excuse me, in the podcast space, because, okay, everyone does business shows, we do business shows. No, it's not about the format or the structure. The difference becomes the personality and the conversation. And the diff it's about the difference, not about the same. And, and that's what we, why, look, are we a podcast show? Well, we enjoy it. We enjoy the conversation. We're hoping someone else okay. might enjoy it too if we capture it. Mm -hmm. But it's not forcing yeah. it down someone's throat. It's not saying this is entertaining, watch or listen. We're just saying we enjoyed it. We're, we depict a market out there and six billion people. There has to be a bunch of us out there. And we like that they might too. You know, bingo, and the same with bingo, yourself. Bingo, bingo. And I, I also well, think we have the to find that, that audience. You know, the tech is. Yeah, the, yeah, it's finding that audience. Yeah, and it's also finding it. people that disagree as well, which I think is fantastic. It's, it's, it's if fine. everybody Actually, agrees, with you, it becomes boring. The strange thing is, your biggest viral something is actually the ones that disagree. They're the ones that are going to comment, share, give out. They're the ones you want because the others are passive. If that, yeah, in my absolutely. No, 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 you're right there. Certainly, um, unknown. Um, brand ambassadors per se uh, because they're they're the one that are extending the reach of your podcast which ultimately is what they don't want to do yeah yes yeah. that's the very thing you want to yeah. rise them you want to ignite them enough to go to put it out but then the, the audience that gets it will actually be by the very nature of it they'll have their own opinion they go well you gotta that's, be careful actually, that's the whole of testimonial marketing nearly at, at your it's it's an element and it's a strategy, but at the same time, you don't want to uh, not deliver the content to your core audience that yeah. you're ultimately there to serve or whatever word you want to insert there. Um, but it's not a it's not Stay a true bad to yourself thing. exactly. You're not doing it for yeah. them, but you'd like them to engage and go. They don't like as you said. If we're saying Star Trek science fiction, the journey from science fiction to science fact or fantasy. And they go, no, I am an agnostic, I am an eight, therefore it doesn't, that's fine. We're going, we're just saying this is a view. As and long as it doesn't science. turn into something like what Hitler achieved, then you should be all right. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, oh, we no. did no. have a show, yeah. but the Hitler we came up with was Summertime for Hitler, which was actually the producers and Mel, what's the Mel Brooks? So it was, it was, it that, was that, that was the, that's uh, as close producers. as we're going to get to that subject. I, I uh, think actually, if Hitler had had a podcast, he wouldn't have actually wanted to conquer the world. <laughs> he would have been quite entertained doing what he was doing. And that would have satisfied all his needs that he, he was, he was deprived of this technology. I think that's probably what the problem was. <laughs> I won't even go there, John. That's too dangerous a subject matter area. We'll veer <laughs> back from, from Star Trek to you have your audience. You're doing, you, have you actually, are you giving, giving yourself, a drop dead date. If this is the passion project, you're saying yeah. if I'm not successful by, not that the success is measured by a monetary something, but again, as I said, there's an energy level of you have to give it to, but you can't keep on giving if it do, if the if the audience doesn't give back. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, um, you, yeah. Uh, to answer your question, twelve months is the answer, but I'll know sooner than then as to whether it's uh, a green light or not. And you find yourself now getting more passionate 
as you get it's as you roll out the podcast. Much, it's pretty much my 100% focus uh, at the moment. That has been for the last three weeks. Um, I mean, prior to you guys, I had two other... I actually had a guy who was a BAFTA nominee on this morning. I had two other people, and I have another one uh, after you at four o'clock. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, loving every moment of it. Well, that's the thing. You're getting the t- that's the weird thing. I, I see this as Dale Carnegie thing again, and again, I might be quoting the wrong Carnegie. It's you're making oh, friends you're right. with it people. Is, you're having conversations that you'd never have otherwise. Yeah, but like, here's another way to look at it. At the end of 2021, if you do a podcast every single day of the week, excluding weekends, you just had a conversation with an hour conversation with 220 to 260 business owners. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's now, even if you convert, well, it's not to convert one or two or others. It's more, you're not selling any of them. The weird thing is, you're, as you said, you're giving access to those conversations to others that they wouldn't have otherwise had, you know, which, yeah. is, you're, you know, which is great. I think also you're, that- you're, you're stimulating conversations that wouldn't otherwise happen. Yeah, I think also the the other benefit of these kind of things and talking to as many different people from as many different backgrounds as possible is what we can learn from those conversations. You know, we learn so much from the chats that we have. We're amazed by what we hear and what we see. Uh, and, and I've been interviewing other people and everybody has an, a unique story. It's so different. doesn't matter which background they're coming from. They have a unique story. And, and you're, you're also seeing that even people that seem to be fairly high up in the rankings of whatever, they're just humans. They're the same as us. They're the same. And they have things to tell us. They have the same fears, the same worries, the same, you know, it may be on different scales, but when it comes down to it, they're living in the same 24 hours that we are and they're having similar sort of problems. So I think, I think there's when you, a, a when massive you treat value. it like that, when you treat it like that, you can get some guests that you would only dream of. Um, in the podcasting world, I have this kind of, uh, let's say it, look at it as a ladder and you rank each guest, each guest fit into a different block of the ladder, level one to level 10. A level one guest would be someone that you could pick up your phone right now, call them, ask them to be a guest and they'd be a guest in a heartbeat, a friend, a, a close friend, a family member. Uh, a level 10 is like, um, you referenced Tony Robbins, Garvin, earlier on. a level 10 in your industry could be a Tony Robbins. And then there's let people between that. And you can fill in the blanks yourself. Well, well, when you start a podcast, your your best strategy for growth is to climb the ladder in order of one to two to two to three to three to four. Because if you go and try to get a guest of a ranking of an eight, when you've never had a seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, it's going to be very difficult. But if you work your way from a one to a two, and every now and again, you can like use like a Mario Kart hop to get yeah. a double, double jump. Yeah. But what I found is sometimes when you're sitting around a five, you could you could chance your arm going for an eight. You could ask. And if you position it correctly and show them the benefit, you could land yourself an eight and you could excel your growth a lot faster than other people because they one, they don't know how to ask, and two, they they don't ask. That's yeah. I love what you just said because we we had a strategy during the year. And it was the same thing. There's you can join, my, my, talk, my language is you join queues. You can get into the bottom of the queue if you want. You're going to join that queue and you may never get to the top of the queue. When you get there, yeah. there was one door and that was already given and you're back to the start again. <clears throat> or you can skip the queue. When I was going to nightclubs as an 18-year-old, I skipped the queues. I there were no queues. You went straight to the bouncer. You got thrown uh-huh. away a couple of times. Next week, you're buying the bouncer a drink. All of a sudden, you're in. 
and you're just you're waving you up the queue. So the game here is there's no queues. Go for the top, and you might exactly. hit the aim, aim for Mars, hit the hit the moon, and you get something. But say you have an outside risk play. So okay, I agree with what you're saying. You don't get put off by a rejection of the tens, but you you go you bank the ones and twos. You do a Mario Mario Kart jump to a five every now and again. You're looking for an influencer in the game that changes all the rules. Because if you get, as George says, a lot of the time, it only takes one to make a difference. One person, they can they find all of your stuff and they say, but, I like one, and it opens up the catalog. So, wait. yeah, but if, given you've a power now and you have a limited life on this planet, yeah. time is of the essence. Your money, you can go, the most, the stopping you most of the time is our, ourselves putting in a chatterbox, I, oh, I'm not worthy, when actually you could go in at a par and they'll have a the crack with you because everyone is treating them as a 10 and not as a real person. So if you can level the playing field and just have the crack and open the door, ask and you will receive. That's Ask the universe and it will give you it. Yeah, when so- you get a 8 or a 7, yeah. just remember that Eights hang around with another eight and nines. That's so it. So the fastest way to get a second and third eight and nine is to ask that eight afterwards for a to open the door yeah. further. Yeah. So don't go. I mean, we can't. We cannot. You're skipping the cues now. We're skipping the cues now. We're not asking to get onto other people's podcast shows. Me and you and George. We're going. Feck it. We'll create one. Because now we'll actually change the rules and go. We'll have everyone guess this direction rather than us be against that direction. Now you're saying. Put the quality in, though. That put the brand, put the operation, put the process in. At any point, the quality in the center can move. But as long as it wasn't a bad something and it was aspiring of growth, it can accelerate faster. And it ju- and because we're courting the peer groups in Ireland, ten records is top of the pops. You don't need a million sales. You become visible in the country at a peer group level faster than anywhere on the planet because the planet is in Ireland. All the social media companies are here in Dublin. You're on a world stage with your with your current number of uh, followers just in the Irish and UK market. Mm. That's the weird thing. The mountain will come to Mohammed if we play the right game. Well, look, we, we, we've come to the end of this show again. It's uh, it, it goes past very, very quickly. And when we have a very interesting guest with us, it's fantastic. We've gone from talking about podcasts, talking about trying to find our audiences uh we've ended up having topics which diverge from what we believe to what Rianne believes which is fantastic because it's that diversity of of conversation which is so important which led to the idea that you've got to be critical thinking in what you're doing and I think that's why it's exciting to have you know new guests on to bring a new sort of blood into the mix to just get us thinking about things in a totally different way which I think is fantastic and we've ended up there uh, looking at how do we get the rankings going up by the types of people that we interview? And I think the great thing there was that the fact that we need to gradually build our, ourselves up, but don't be too frightened to jump a couple of steps up and try and pull in some of those audiences from the higher grades at some point when you're getting close to there. So I think that's that's a very useful piece of information for me and Garvin to sort of take away. So again, thanks very much for joining us on this episode, Rianne. And uh, I hope that you'll come back maybe in six months time so we can see how you've done and what you've learned from that. And maybe we can 
share our learnings as well and see if they're matching up or if they've gone in totally different directions. That would be fantastic. So I look forward to, to uh, having that conversation with you then. Any last words, Garvin, just before we finish? Yeah, I'm just remembering. I'm back in my dating game. Because like, Rianne gave me the, the schedule and the ladder one to ten. I'm going, I never started. I go to the twos and threes first now. And I might settle for a six or seven. No, no. I was straight, straight for the nine and ten. And she usually had a bunch of friends that felt a little bit uglier. And you ended up with an eight. But if you start courting the twos and threes, it's very hard to go up the ladder from there, I'll tell you. you know, so it's yeah. best to go for the one you want and get the rejection and end up with a friend. Yo, but we'll see how that works in business. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, thanks, everybody. And we'll look forward to hopefully you watching next week. Bye for now. Thanks a lot, Reen. We'll see you no soon. Worries. Hope you enjoyed this video. Please subscribe and click on the bell for notifications.